This is The Connection, a Dirty Free Hub podcast connecting gravel cyclists to where they ride through short stories about culture, history, people, places, and lands. Welcome to The Connection by Dirty Free Hub. I'm Forrest Radarian. As backcountry users, bikepackers and gravel cyclists frequent the trails, roads, and routes that cross diverse ecosystems. And as backcountry users, cyclists definitely leave an impact. I can say that for myself. To address this, Bikepacking Roots partnered with the Leave No Trace Center for Outdoor Ethics to create the Love Where You Ride educational campaign. Now, Bikepacking Roots is an organization that was founded to support and advance bikepacking, the growth of a diverse bikepacking community, and access to and the conservation of the landscapes and public lands through which cyclists find themselves riding. The Love Where You Ride campaign is a fantastic opportunity for all backcountry cyclists to learn about their impact on the outdoors and how to minimize it. Today on the show, we have Caitlin Boyle, who is the co-founder of Bikepacking Roots and currently serves as the organization's education and events director. She's going to be talking to us about the Love Where You Ride campaign. Kate, welcome to the podcast here, and uh, we're excited to have you join us. Hi, Forrest and everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So let's start off with the following. What's the story behind the Love Where You Ride campaign? Where did the idea originate and what is the vision for it? Well, I think that the idea really originates back to our founding of Bikepacking Roots in 2017 um, with that part of that mission that you identified of us being inspired to connect cyclists, bikepackers to the landscapes that they ride through and to be advocates and stewards of those. And so the Center for Leave No Trace has done a wonderful job um, over the past many decades of connecting recreationalists to the landscapes and educating those who go and recreate outside in all sorts of capacities on all different landscapes around the world, how to recreate and move through the landscape and be in them in a way that has a minimal impact in terms of degrading the landscape, but also a positive impact in terms of leaving it as well or better than we find it. And, you know, like contributing to a place where generations can continue ahead of us to recreate in these wild places as we experience them today or, you know, 50 years ago. And so with bike packers really taking off as a user group, maybe like five to 10 years ago, Kurt Refsnyder, the co-founder of Bikepacking Roots and myself saw an opportunity to create an organization that helped steer this new user group that was quickly growing to one that was informed and responsible stewards for the landscape. And as part of that, help create an identity for bikepackers as a user group of uh, people out on bikes in these backcountry places that other users can see and be like, oh yeah, they're they're great stewards of the land. They're great to have out here. We love bikepackers. <laughs> um, and so this, about a year maybe a year and a half ago, we saw an opportunity with Leave No Trace to work with them to further refine their seven principles 
for Leave No Trace to apply for bikepackers because the seven principles are quite straightforward. You know, and those are plan ahead and prepare, travel and camp on durable surfaces, dispose of waste properly, leave what you find, minimize campfire impacts, respect wildlife, and be considerate of other visitors. And those are intentionally, by Leave No Trace, generic enough to apply to virtually everyone. Like anyone going outside will benefit from understanding those principles. And then within all different disciplines of recreationalists, there are different ways of applying those, whether you're on a river or in the ocean or in the Alpine or in a desert canyon or on a rock face. So Leave No Trace had some older mountain bike kind of ways to apply Leave No Trace. And so we approached them with the idea to further expand those, um, update them, integrating some of IMBA's research that they've done of the impact of mountain bikes and cyclists on dirt trails. And we worked together with Leave No Trace to create these Leave No Trace principles for bikepacking and adventure cycling. And so that was the initial vision. And then something that Kurt and I initially were talking about was just how bike packers specifically, like we have the ability to travel huge distances. And one of the beautiful things about bikepacking for so many people is that it's not just confined to what would be backcountry areas. Like it's not just in the wildest of places, but it lets us go through those backcountry areas into side country areas, into very front country and some in ur- often urban areas. And that's how we get more food <laughs> or, you know, connect with different cultures depending on like where we're bikepacking. And so while Leave No Trace does have their seven principles for fun- front country users, we wanted to really expand upon that idea of minimizing your impact to really behaving in a way that contributes to the growth of bikepackers as a user group. And that's how we came up with the positive impact bikepacking principles. And that's both applying the seven principles of Leave No Trace and going beyond that to how you're finding routes, to how you're engaging with communities that you're traveling through, who you're supporting, um, where you're staying, how you're conducting yourself and meeting your needs as a bike packer, but also being a really great representative of bike packing. And then also how you interact with other users and land managers, because we still are a relatively small, young user group. And so we have this incredible opportunity to be really intentional and mindful about how we behave and the choices we make when we're bikepacking. And so collectively, the positive impact by bikepacking practices and the seven principles of Leave No Trace for bikepacking, that's our Love Where You Ride campaign. So you mentioned the fact that there were some older tenets of Leave No Trace or mountain biking and that you guys were able to update that moving into an application for today. What are some of those ones that you feel like have been updated that the campaign is really trying to accomplish today? Well, I think that, I mean, a lot of the ideas are still very much the same. And I think that it was mostly on the Leave No Trace Center for Outdoor Ethics and like where they were housed and how they were presented. And so before, you know, they had, and they still have these 
kind of info cards that you can get, but they're moving away from those. And so there was like an info card for mountain biking. And I don't quite remember all the points on there, but what we were able to do is just to go through everything and really consolidate it. And we work directly with their education director um, and their outreach folks to just choose our language really specifically so that cyclists of all abilities will understand um, what these principles mean, including like if someone went out and were like, I want to start biking today and they could read these principles and have an idea. So we don't have really specific jargon in there. Um, We try to use language that's just very clear about how you ride on dirt, like what durable surfaces are for mountain biking, um, what it looks like to respect wildlife with a bike, what it looks like to be considerate of other visitors. And so I think that for those seven principles, it really comes down to the plan ahead and prepare principle in terms of understanding where bikes are allowed and doing your research ahead of time. The traveling on durable uh, durable surfaces is pretty specific for bikes in terms of being really cognizant of the impact of bikes on different soil or surface types, and especially when they're wet, um, and how to manage trails when they're maybe not in the best condition for riding. And then the respecting wildlife and being considerate of other visitors. And I think that those are especially important because as we think about bike advocacy, what the easiest, some of the easiest arguments for other users, especially hikers and equestrians and wildlife advocates is just how fast bikes can go and the noise we can make and how we can scare people and animals and horses and all that. And so in this campaign, we try really hard to just focus on how, while we can ride fast (laughs) responsibly, we can do that in a way like responsible, fast riding involves being really aware of your surroundings, being very quick, like very under control and quick to yield to everyone else, um, regardless of what direction up or down you're going and understanding kind of like what wildlife habitat you're riding through and what different closures may be, or even just what time of day you're riding to be mindful of other, um, inhabitants of the area so that cyclists aren't getting the reputation of just being this adrenaline rushed high speed heroes who are disrespectful and disruptive of everyone else out there. So given what you're describing with users and some of the ecological impacts, et cetera, uh, what impact has the love where you ride campaign had? Do you have any quick stories you can share either from yourself or maybe from someone that you know? Well, I think one of the fun things that I am getting to experience is that we we made these little stickers and a friend of mine um, and Teton-based artist Jen Reddy did all the graphics for our work. And she made this logo with a sticker that has a QR code in it. And the QR code on the sticker the sticker just says love where you ride. And then the QR code takes you to all the campaign educational materials on our website. And those stickers are being distributed with every single bikepacking related bag that over a dozen bikepacking bag manufacturers are sending out. And so, which is so cool. So right now, for example, if you bought 
a feed bag from Red Light Designs, which like is probably one of their most sold items, right? Like you don't have to go bikepacking to need a feed bag. You just need to go out and eat food <laughs> and want snacks, which why wouldn't you want to do that? Um, if you bought one, it would come with a Love Where You Ride sticker, which is a sweet sticker. You could put it anywhere on your water bottle, on your helmet, on your bike, on your dog. <laughs> and then like on a sign that is welcoming of stickers. And so then someone will scan it and it will take you to this Love Where You Ride campaign information. And so um, I was visiting my friend Lael Wilcox the other day and she, I just looked over on her side table and there was a Love Where You Ride sticker because she had recently gotten uh, some bags from Revelate Designs and there the stickers came with it. And I was so excited. I was like, look, you got my sticker. And she's like, oh, I didn't even know that that was, you made that. Um, and so it just makes me really happy to know that as the sport is growing, which with the growth is the growth of sales of stuff that you need to go out and do the thing with that is the distribution of all this information. So that's really fun. And then the other thing that I've been struck by is how a number of trails nonprofits that aren't dedicated to bikepacking, but are like trail advocacy groups have reached out to us saying like, Hey, we really want to connect mountain bikers with leave no trace. And this is the most comprehensive material we've seen for leave no trace for mountain biking. So can we post this on our website? Which of course the answer is yes. Like we have a whole educational toolbox for anyone who wants to either post this on their website or print it for a camp or for a ride they're leading or distribute in any way that is, you know, meant to be educational because that ultimately is the goal. So we know that as a bikepacking nonprofit, we don't get the traffic that, you know, ultimately will get everyone to us. So those have just been, those are two neat examples of just seeing kind of the interest and the need for it. And then also the distribution of it. Oh, I love those ideas with the stickers. And I think it's really cool that we see those stickers showing up uh, both in the hands of uh, your average maybe user, maybe some also recognizable people as well. Uh, I love it. Just a quick thing to add. I, I think that like, if you think about the Great Divide mountain bike route, like there are stickers throughout that route on different places, you know, whether it's like a shop window that is like frequented by cyclists on that route or like a pass sign where people have just been like, oh, this is this now, like we can start to see love where you ride in places. And I think that that especially when it's in places that overlap with other users or other residents, like hopefully that's going to start to expand the impact of this beyond just cyclists understanding leave no trace and positive impact bikepacking, but other people outside of bikepacking and bikepackers to associate us with that. I like that idea. Hopefully it happens. <laughs> So given that you guys have, are having this impact right now, we can kind of see what's happening. Do you have any next steps for the campaign or any other uh, vision pieces that you're making for the campaign long-term? Yeah, so a couple of ideas we have right now. Um, we've had some requests from shops in particular um, for posters of the material. We have this infographic that is on right now it's all online um we have printed it in like eight and a half by 11 size as a handout but we've had requests for posters of this information so that can go on shops and so we're going to make those um 
I had an idea recently. So I love using Tyvek for my ground sheet for bikepacking. And I, when I was an outdoor educator, I would use, bring blank Tyvek and I'd turn it into a whiteboard. And with Sharpie, I'd draw, like turn it into just this massive whiteboard. And so I really want to have us print uh, Love Where You Ride ground sheets. Um, don't hold me to that. <laughs> we have some research to do on what it takes to have Tyvek printed. Um, but those are two visions. And then I think more practically would be to go back, not to the drawing board, but go revisit some things with Leave No Trace and sound less specific for bikepacking because really these principles apply to all forms of cycling. And just like the seven principles for Leave No Trace, like they apply to hikers, even if they're not backpacking. And so we just want to work on some of the language so that because we did the work already to refine all these principles to apply to cycling. And I think it will just help, like, for example, mountain bike, the Tetons have this on their, this content on their website when they're speaking to mountain bikers and gravel cyclists and not just, uh, bike packers. And I think that definitely appeals to some of our listeners as well as backcountry users, gravel cyclists, bike packers, et cetera. So finally, I'm going to ask, uh, you've mentioned the stickers, different shops reaching out about posters. Let's say your average rider wanted to learn more about this campaign. Where could they go to get some further information on this? Well, if they haven't bought a bikepacking bag recently and don't have a sticker in their hand (laughs) to take the QR code, you can go to bikepackingroots.org and under the advocacy tab is Love Where You Ride. And that has the infographic for the positive impact bikepacking practices and then the whole leave no trace seven principles with all of Jen Reddy's cartoon art to go with it um, with each bullet broken down into exactly how to apply all of this to cycling. That's Caitlin Boyle, co-founder and education and events director for Bikepacking Roots. Kate, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Dirty Free Hub is a nonprofit organization fueled by your generous contributions. Find us at dirtyfreehub.org.